Welcome to the Food Connected Podcast. This is Lonnie Sweet, the CEO of the Connect Group. On today's episode, we've got Naima Leonard, who's the Senior Brand Manager of Cultural Strategy and Events at Remy Martin. Naima's been a good friend and, and client of mine for a handful of years from now. We always have some really interesting conversations that tie back to authenticity and culture and what it means to be food connected. So I uh, hope you enjoy and thanks for listening in. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Food Connected Podcast. Today is an exciting day for me because I've got my really good friend, Naima Leonard, on the phone with me. She is the Senior (laughs) Brand Manager of Cultural Strategy and Events at Remy Martin. And more importantly, because I'm a dad who wears socks with sandals, when I need something culturally (laughs) relevant, I call Naima. Maybe I'll talk to her daughter. We'll have dinner. We'll talk about why I'm not cool. We'll talk about what's cool in the world. Um, so I'm fired up to have Naima on the phone because she's um, my go-to or one of my go-to uh, cool folks. So thank you for coming on, Naima. Thank you so much for having me, Ronnie. Yeah. Really appreciate it. That's some introduction <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think about all the times that we've spent together, events or dinners, and and honestly, mm-hmm. there's some of the best conversations I've had with people. One because it's honest and candid, right? We know that we can. You know, talk about whatever we want to talk about, whether that be culture or race or arts or food or whatever it may be. I just, I don't know, I feel comfortable talking with you, which I think is great. Yeah, sharing, mutual sharing of ideas. Yes, and just sharing of, I don't know, I mean, I've been trying to figure out who your boyfriend is for like seven months right now. And the the (laughs) fact that we're still going going back and forth on that is crazy to me. That's going to be the great mystery. <laughs> anyway. Kind of like who will be the president in 2020. Yes. Well, Maybe it. you'll find out then. Maybe I'll find out then. Maybe it'll be him. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I have no clue. Who knows? I, I'm still trying to figure this out. Like I, I walk around with one eye open at Montclair to see if I could see you and whoever it is that you're with. <laughs> anyway, not to get too far off. Um, what I what I yes. love to do, Amy, if you don't mind, is just as I start off these yes. Uh, these podcasts is just can you just tell me a little bit more about you your background what your role is at Remy and then the second part of that is you know what does food connected or being food connected or food connected consumer mean to you mm-hmm. okay so so basically for Remy I manage the cultural strategy and events strategy um, and basically what that means is building and cultivating strategic collaborations between the various different verticals that we all know, which is things like media and influencers and celebrities and other partners across specific pillars like music and film and fashion and culinary um, and other verticals that we work across. Um, and so I've been managing that for a little over six plus years now um, for Remy and having a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. Um, and I think specifically... Um, you ask what does food connected mean um, for me, but I guess specifically for the brands, for us, um, is really being able, food is a lifestyle. Um, and, I, and we've talked about this a couple yep, of times. Sure. Um, and I think that as a, specifically as a brand, when you're looking to connect your consumer with a lifestyle, food is such a part of everyone's everyday culture. Right. And everyone has to eat. Right. You, you have to nourish your body. And how I think consumers are doing that now more than ever happens to be one of the most creative spaces. So when a brand is looking to harness that experience of connecting the brand's lifestyle with food culture um, is 
it's very important that you understand that it is a creative space. Um, it is a space that has become very creative from the way that food is being, the visual sort of concepts of food, but also the stories that you're telling right. um, behind the food. Um, and that's really important. It's the storytelling behind the food. That is usually the part that you can uh, connect your brand and tell a food story. So you tell your brand story through that storytelling, and then it comes down in the visual way of food and then connecting with a chef that can actually tell that genuine culinary food story, right? Because as a brand, um, if you're not a food brand, then I don't think you can authentically tell that food story without collaborating um, with a person like a chef who can actually tell that, that side of the story authentically. Right. Um, and I think that when I, that was sort of a roundabout way in saying that food connection is very much rooted in the coming together of various different people, right? Whether that's your family or you're at work and you're having your meeting over, um, over a dinner or over a lunch, um, that lifestyle and that experience is very much rooted in human connection and the creativity that surrounds that. Does that make sense? I'm not sure I could have said it any better. I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent, right? I think that, you know, the idea that sharing a meal, it's a really important connective piece to building better and stronger relationships. I mean, we're living in a day and age where it's very, very easy to hide behind a keyboard. It's very, very easy to not pick up the phone and talk to somebody. It's it's just really easy, right? It's easier to do that than not. And so sharing a meal, spending time with somebody over food or spending time with somebody over a cocktail, uh, I think is an art unto itself. And when you bring in what a story is, being told through the food or listen, being told through cocktails. I mean, you know, Remy mm-hmm. has a story unto its own and each cocktail has a story unto its own, right? What does the sidecar mean? Yeah. Where did it come from? Where was it created? Who is making it? You know, where was the spirit being processed? You know, who, you know, again, it, you know, Remy and the liquor that you're putting in a bottle is the same as growing a pepper or growing a tomato, right? There's a process to it, Correct. right? There's farmers Correct. involved. Correct. There's, there's agriculture involved. There's a, there's people behind it, right? I mean, you guys tell that story really well. Um, I just think Correct. that to your point, right? Sharing a meal. That's why I think that we've had our best conversations when we're, you know, sitting at forage and, you know, we think it's going to last an yep. hour and all of a sudden we're four hours deep into a, a dinner. Four hours in. Yeah. Because yeah. we're, we're and engaging something in something that you human. Said- yeah, something that you said is very key. It's like the art of it. And I think there's there's a lot of lost art, right? The lost art of actually writing a letter. Like no one does yeah. that. No one actually I can't read my own in handwriting. front of a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I could read my own handwriting, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that that a lot of lost arts, right, have come and gone or a lot of arts have been resurrected and then they yeah. die again. But there's something about, as you said, the the art of cocktailing, right, and mixing that with the art of making a fine meal. Um, and that could be very simple from the art of making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to the right. art of making a five-course meal or a ten-course meal. Um, but, but that experience is something, at least that in my lifetime, I've never seen die. It's right. only evolved. And every year there's something new. There's 
a new experience that a brand is is able to tell, like a brand like like Remy Martin. Very still rooted in our heritage and our brand heritage, but there's always a new experience. There's always an evolution of how do you bring people together? And I think that there's something very special about that. Um, And that's the reason why it isn't an experience that is ever dying. It's only ever evolving. Um, And I think that there's something very special in that, right? And so from a brand perspective, I think, it's very. It's key to 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 connect with those individuals that are authentic in that space and authentic to your own collaboration, right? It's sort of like you and I when we get around a meal. It's very authentic. It just plays out very naturally, as opposed to maybe forcing it with someone else, where you're just like, okay, we don't really have anything in common. Right. We're not speaking each other's stories. We're not really telling each other's um, truth in the same way, and you know, and that's it. There you go, a lost art. Um, so I think that what you said is very, very key. It's about the art of being able to create that experience. Um, and that doesn't have to happen at a table. restaurant, right? I mean, it doesn't have to it happen. Doesn't. I know you, you cook for family and friends and, you know, you do a yeah. little a little culinary stuff on the side. But that doesn't mean Correct. that you have to go out to, and this is where I think the, I think this is where the word foodie for me has kind of uh, made its way out of my vernacular and food connected has made its yeah. way in because that no yeah. longer means that you've got to go to a restaurant, Mark Forgione or an American cut or a petit trois or whatever it may be, right? A fine dining restaurant that can mean just creating something that means something to you emotionally in your home and inviting people into your house and experiencing that Mm -hmm. together over a cocktail, over a meal, over whatever the hell it may be, right? It's just, it's, I don't know, for me emotionally, it's about sharing of space and sharing of um, time together, which is so valuable to everybody Mm -hmm. and using Mm -hmm. food and cocktails as a method to kind of bring people together. And I think that's where brands like Remy are, are, at least I think, forward thinking in enough ways that that they want to be at the centerpiece of that conversation, or maybe they want to be part of the reason why people are coming together. Yeah, and I think it plays out for a brand like Remy, it plays out twofold, right? Because very much in, um, in, in, for Remy specifically, the way that we bring our brand to life is very much rooted in the natural resources, right, that we are using to create our brand, right? right. We, we speak very much about terroir. The land, the soil, the grapes, all of those elements are very important and key in us being able to bring the luxury spirits that we bring uh, to the consumer to life, right? And so those things are very important. And this is why I love, ever since you mentioned Food Connected and removing foodie because foodie has become this like sort of like Shitty word. Overly used. It's a shitty word. Yeah, and it's so overly used. It's so overly used and super abused to just describe the fact that you like food. But I, I love the term food connected because that very much speaks to the reason why we eat in the first place, right? We eat right. to be connected to, to our bodies, but to enjoy that experience is to have that ultimate connection with your body, right? It's about nourishment. Um, it's about the ability to be able to nourish your mind, body, and soul. And that's how I approach food. And I think that, that, that with Remy specifically, as they are moving into the culinary spaces that they move in and out of, 
it's very much rooted in their own authentic story, right, which is about the terroir. It's about the nourishment of the soil. It's about the taking care and, and being sort of the steward of the grapes, of the recipe. Um, and that experience is what they're bringing into the space, in the culinary space. And so, you know, working with, with chefs who sort of have that experience and have that understanding of the importance of food and why we're able to sit around the table is key for, for brands like Bunny, for spirit, you know, brands and um, for other types of brands that, that would be looking to tell the same story. It's authentic, that yeah. connection. Um, so, so, and I think... No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I, I just think that it's important that... Um, I would say it's important to be yourself, right? And I think Remy has a very good sense of itself. We understand our heritage. We understand um, what it takes to bring these spirits to life. Um, and whenever we look to partner or collaborate with someone, it's important that we have that connection with the other person, with right. the collaborator. Yeah. So that, that brings me to my next question, which I think is the crux of all of this, right? You, you and Remy Martin are in the business of moving cases of product. That's your business, right? That's Correct. how you get paid. That's how the business is afloat. That's how it's a global brand. What's that process like to take what, what we had just talked about for the last 10 minutes in terms of art and culture and emotion and feeling? How do you translate that? And what's the process of kind of thinking about how do you translate that into a physical event, you know, partnering with an influencer? How are you exploring? Like, what's that process like of bringing that emotion in, whether that being food connected or spirit connected to the masses to help sell um, more bottles or more individual cocktails or more cases? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to say, like, a lot of brands, and this is, you know, outside of the ready space, a lot of brands now are looking to capitalize off of culture. Yep. But you have a lot of brands that are doing it really badly, right? And then you have a few, a handful of brands that are doing it very well. Um, like and who? Specifically at... Other than you guys, like who? Really, really well. Other than Remy Martin, yeah. Nike, I think, is a great example um, of a brand that is is doing it well. Um, I'm trying to think of some other brands. I mean, there, for me, there are very few brands that are that are doing it really well. Right. And the reason I say that is because I think the people that are trying to that are working within brands and trying to capitalize off of culture, they lack the authenticity to the to the culture right so it's like okay this is really cool and so i'm just going to do this but there's no authentic thread to the brand so it's like well why is the brand actually even doing this right. and this is what we're very mindful of at remy is to make sure that we're always being ourselves and that we're always authentically co connecting and collaborating with individuals that are also comfortable being themselves but that have an authentic connection to Remy Martin specifically. Right. Um, and so, so, you know, as I said, it's like, it makes sense that we would, you know, get in bed with a specific type of chef because they speak our language. They understand what it's like to, 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 you know, forage for ingredients. We understand that it's, it's rooted right. in our business. Right. Um, and, and, and I think when you are able to, set your egos aside and you come to the table in true collaboration, authentically being yourself, 
then bringing that into that, bringing that emotion or bringing that vision to life in the form of events or, you know, your digital campaigns or your social media posts, it comes across to the consumer as, well, this is Remy. I know this is Remy because right. that's, that's what they, that's what they do. That's, that's what they look like. That's right. what their emotions are. That's what their lifestyle looks like. Um, whereas then you have other brands, you know, that the brands that are not doing it well are trying to capitalize off of culture just for the sake of being cool. And that's not authentic to the consumer. Consumers are not dumb. Right? Consumers are very intelligent. Um, and when they're seeking out their experiences and the brands that they can get behind, they're seeking that authentic connection within their own lives. And that's why, you know, food culture and being food connected is so popular. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Because I think you guys, I think you and every brand <clears throat> has a really, I, I would guess, right? You've got a limited amount of funds that you can spend, right? There's an ultimate objective from a sales and revenue perspective. And it is, it's having faith, right? That you, that you're doing mm -hmm. the right thing. It's having patience, mm -hmm. right? And it's making sure you're doing both what you're saying about staying authentic, but at the same time being able to take that authenticity and scale it, right? Because you can be right. as authentic as you want, right? But if only 20 people are seeing it, your authentic kind of brand and how cool it is is only going to 20 people. So you've got to figure out how right. to get that to scale and to reach and to either you know, become viral, which you can't force, mm -hmm. right? I think we all know the best viral shit is not forced. Right. It's we the can, most authentic. Right. Yeah. We can try. <laughs> it's all literally we want. the most authentic moment. Yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't work that way, right? And I think, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say it. In some ways, it probably does, right? I think some people probably have a formula um, that maybe some things, you know, they can force to become viral, right? But largely, largely said, it's not. So you guys, as a brand, have to have a, have decisions to make on a day to day basis of how do you stay authentic but at the same time reach enough people that you're telling that authentic message to folks that are going to buy your products. Yeah, correct. And I, I think that, um, you know, to your point, obviously there's a formula, right, with right. brands. Remy Martin, we have our own formula. You know, we have 360 programming and things that we do, obviously, um, to put behind that authentic um, connection. Um, but also at the same time, I think it's also about being ready for a moment. Right. right. The brands, the brands that do it well, they stay ready so they don't have to get ready, you know, and, and, and at Remy Martin, that's what we are always paying attention to. Let's just stay ready so that when that moment happens, we don't have to get ready. So you don't have to do a, a lot more work than you would have to do to get ready for that particular moment. And if you have your resources ready, then you can put those resources around an authentic moment that um, might go viral. And I right. think that's the best type of viral content. Um, also, I think the best, and this is just my personal opinion, I think the best moments that happen viral is when you're just not looking for it, when you're just not trying to force it to happen, right. where you just say, you know what, thing, I really like what's happening over there, and I'm going to position the brand around that experience just because we, we, we appreciate it. We have, we have a mutual appreciation. And then if the if the content or the experience goes viral, that's even better, right? Yeah. It's even better. We, we we I mean specifically for Remy Martin, the content that we create is nine times out of ten going to do well. We're going to have um, a certain level of awareness. 
But when it goes viral, obviously, that's a different experience than just your day-to-day content. Um, and I think that those, best, those moments are best created when you're not necessarily looking for them and trying to force them. Right, but it is um, putting the pieces like those, together. It, it is making sure correct. that, again, in, from your perspective and where we work together with, with a Mark Forgione, right? Like, if you're going to do an event mm-hmm. or you're going to go to the NBA All-Star Game or you're going to go to the Grammys, you're going to do something at Super Bowl, it is about putting or finding like-minded pieces that you think are going to collaborate well together because then there could be magic made, right? Like, just pulling correct. shit out from the sky. You know, Mark might be an unbelievable chef, but, you know, listen, maybe he's not into country music, right? So the idea that you bring or or them together. But you might say, hey, listen, I really know Mark personally, and I really know this country star personally, and despite their viewpoints on music, them together could make magic because they've got a lot of similar traits. I think it is about knowledge and experience and, and being in tune with who you're working with and what you're working with. And listen, I think that comes back to relationships, right? Like, You don't get to know Mario. You know Mark personally for a long time right now, but that's come through years of of conversations and not not anything that you're going to read online. It becomes knowing about who he is as a human being. And when you know somebody as a human being and their emotions and their likes and their dislikes and times where they may get agitated and times where they may be more emotional, you're able to kind of craft and build or put pieces in place that you think might where magic might actually happen. Right. And again, goes yeah. back to the start of our conversation. That's that's understanding mm-hmm. who people are as human beings. Yes. And I think that's one of the key pieces of the formula right. is taking time to nourish relationships. Now, as you said, and specifically mm-hmm. for a brand like Remy Martin, it is about the cases. Right. It is. It is about uh, about our sales deliverables. It has to um, be. And so we don't necessarily have you know, a hundred years to develop a relationship. But there is a certain amount of time that is put into getting to know. And as you mentioned, I mean, Mark is a great example where we do spend time together and we do get to know one another and and find out what's our lifestyle like. And do the two lifestyles match? Does Mark's brand lifestyle match with Remy Martin's brand lifestyle? Um, And I think that brands that do it really well, they're willing to invest in themselves enough to be able to put a little bit of time on the table to be able to get to know who they're going to be collaborating with. And I think also the best partnerships are actually not sponsorships or deals. They are collaborations. Agreed. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now from sitting on my side of the table, Nemo, right? Like, you know, we're always going to look to work with you guys within what other parameters you have because we like you. Right, and we've got a relationship yep. with you. now. At some point, that a decision has to be made from a business perspective. Meaning, despite my love for you and your team and Remy as a brand, maybe financially it doesn't make sense because there's other opportunities. You always have to weigh those balances. Correct. But push comes to Correct. shove. You call me up and say, "Hey, listen, and we, we've done this recently. Hey, I, I I need some help here. Right, we're looking for a venue, or can Mark stop by, or is there something that we can do?" The relationship that we've mm-hmm. established over the years is always like, "Yeah, whatever. We'll do whatever we can to help you out, Nima." Sometimes you, sure. you don't have the budget for it, and we say, listen, that's fine. I know we're going to do more things down the road. Like, let's just make it work. Um, and, I, sure. and, again, I don't know if there's enough of that. I shouldn't say there's not enough of that. I, I think there's some really good people, both in the culinary industry, the sports industry where I came from, the spirit industry where you're from, that do that. 
I don't know if our next generation is doing that or generation after that is doing that as much. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't know. Again, may, maybe they are. Maybe That's they're it. those key individuals. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it scares me, though. That does scare me that it's not happening enough, and it's going to have a trickle-down effect to everything else. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point, I mean, we're, we're it's funny, we are the most connected, disconnected, uh, or we're in the most connected, disconnected moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. we're all connected on social media, but we're not really connected to what might actually be happening, right? And I think you talked about this generation, um, the current generation that we're in. It is challenging to see where they are connected um, and and how they're looking to connect. That's a definite challenge. And I, def- I, I share <laughs> some of your fear. I mean, having a daughter of my own and really trying to navigate what this new generation looks like when it comes to their connectivity. Um, well, it's, is, also everybody's, is, it's also everybody's viewpoint on things, right? Like, again, we had this conversation last time we had dinner and mm-hmm. your daughter was there, mm-hmm. right? Like I grabbed her phone and she grabbed my phone and we looked at her Instagram feeds and they, they weren't even the same world, right? Like Not at just, all. And, and what's, a, what's <laughs> yeah, but that's a, it's a, it's a problem, right? I mean, obviously your daughter, yeah. you know, is black and 22 years old or 21 year olds right now. And I'm a 41 year old white mm-hmm. guy. And so our, our worlds are a little bit different, but you would hope that, there's, there are some things that are bleeding through, and they're not even close. Like, she sees no. the world and brands and marketing platforms through a completely different set of eyes than I do. Where, versus 20 yeah. years ago, or 15 years ago even, we all shared common places to source information. There were generally newspapers, television shows, news on TV, right, that wasn't necessarily individually curated to our cookies or our likes or our dislikes or what we're viewing online, right? They were curated to to the world. Now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, listen, I see what I want, not even what I want to see. It's just based on what I'm going online. Your daughter's seeing what she sees on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever other social platform she's doing. It's based on the things that she's clicking through. And that's it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, so this is where I think it's key, and specifically we talk about this all the time um, at Remy. It's also um, a part of, like, our approach to our various different collaborations and activations and things like that. It's really key, and I feel like the brands that are not doing this very well, which are a lot of them, they lack this little nugget, which is getting to know your consumer. Yeah. And getting to know your consumer has changed. How you do that has changed. It has evolved. Yeah. So, yes, it's great that you're going to run data and you're going to, to try to get as much research done about your consumer as, as, as humanly possible. And that's great. That's one side of the story. But also there's the human side of the story, right, which is like how much – how much time are you actually willing to spend with your potential consumer? You need to get in the room with your consumer. You need right. to really understand it. One word comes to my mind that is so important, at least for me as a marketer, and I'll just speak for myself personally, but for me as a marketer, empathy is so important and so key. Because And, and that example that you gave is perfect. We're all sitting at the table, and here you have a 40 something year old white man and then a 20 something year old black, you know, multicultural girl. 
Um, and they, for all intents and purposes, it seems like you guys are living on two different planets. Right, but, but when we're sitting at dinner, by what, the way, was awesome, right? It's not like we're, we're not living yeah. in that different world. We had a really good conversation. We got along really well. I could, Correct. I, your daughter's awesome, right? But our worlds are different, Correct. to your point. But that's ahead, because so. of empathy. Right. That, yes, that's, that's because of empathy, because she's able to respect you and to try to understand where you are living at, and you're able to do the same thing right. with her. And I feel like sometimes brands, brands just talk to themselves a lot about what they think that the consumer actually is or who the consumer is or what they actually desire, which is why you have brands capitalizing off of culture and missing the whole insight with the consumer and it being a, a, not, a, not a win, but an actual loss for the brand. Yeah. Brands that do it really well are willing to be empathetic towards their consumer and understand the, the current cultural zeitgeist, which is very complex. We live in a highly politically charged uh, world. We live in a world where everyone has an opinion. We live in a world where um, everything is being shared on, 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 on the Internet. Everything, you know what I mean, is being from the most intimate of moments to the most embarrassing moments are being all shared on the Internet. And I believe that if you don't really understand, if you don't take the time to really put yourself in a position to be empathetic towards who you might believe your consumer is and truly understand how the lens that they're looking through. And this doesn't mean that you have to accept that lens or become that lens. You just need to really share the feelings of that other person or that group of people in order to be able to understand how to speak to them and engage with them. And those are the brands that do it really well. And that's how we try to do it at, at Remy Martin. Right, you want to talk and with the consumer, not talk at. Job. Exactly, and right. I think a lot of brands brands are starting to understand that, but they're they're having to you know hire a whole new generation of people in order to be able to to even be able to have a conversation. You know what's scary um, about that, Nama, is that mm-hmm. you, know, you said mm-hmm. it before, right? We're in a, a really politically charged, really racially charged, really everything charged environment right now. And people are scared shitless to say the wrong thing, right? And you can be Correct. as empathetic as you want and culturally mm-hmm. relevant as you want and, you know, feeling one way. But the reality is, like everything else, right, things can get taken out of context or they can get, yeah. um, you know, they can be seen in a different way than they were purposely, you know, trying to be seen. And we live in a day and age, like you said, where everybody's got an opinion and all it takes is yeah. one person, right, to cause a fucking stink, right, to see things <laughs> or cause a story. It's true, though. Not Listen, not all yeah. human beings are good people. Right, and yeah, all it takes Correct. is one person that's not a good human being, a good person that wants to cause a stink, or they want to cause a story, or they want to, you know, generate some attention for themselves to call somebody out when maybe that wasn't right. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. And 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 listen, I love when brands, you know, take a risk. Nike's a perfect one, right? All the stuff that they've done from a Colin Kaepernick to the recent video that they did with with Serena Williams, like they're very good at it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's taken them I think, fifty I, years. I think of trust, it has, right? You're you're correct. You're correct. It has taken them a while. I think what they've proven really well is their willingness to have the conversation. Agreed. Right, and yep. I think that's that's what. 
is super important is that brands are willing to have a conversation. And if you don't have people internally within your company that you can have those conversations with or that are well-informed about what it means to be African-American living in the U.S. or what it means to be African and living in Africa. There's a right. different, there's different experiences, right, in this world. There isn't just only one experience. And if you're not willing to have that conversation, put your egos aside. I feel like a lot of, you know, egos are very much involved. They don't, you know, everyone wants to know everything and no one wants to admit that they don't know. Right. And so if, if that's how we're going to come to the table, then you're very much working within a, a system where then you run the risk of saying or doing the wrong thing because you weren't, you didn't have sort of that flexibility to have the conversation or at least hire those who, who can have the conversation right. or who can teach you or who you can learn from. Um, and, and that's where those mutual exchange of ideas. And I mean, I don't work for Nike, so I don't, I, I, while I have met some people who work from Nike, it always has seemed very much from the people that I have met, but also from their campaigns, that they are certainly willing to have those conversations and also hire people to inform those insights, you know, internally who do very much look through that lens. Yeah. Or, you know, they're whatever lens they are trying to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're willing yeah. to put themselves out there. Now, again, Nike's able to do that, and if they fuck it up, they, they it's, it's not that it's okay, but they can bear whatever brunt that is smaller companies smaller brands uh, that don't necessarily have the ability to mess up right which is a shame can't always do that right but again i think it does go to being honest about what you do and what you know and being authentic the way that you guys are and being able to translate that authenticity and being able to step back and say Hey, listen, even if we screwed up, this is what we believe and this is the way that we feel and this is the way this is what our more importantly what our brand stands for. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that does filter through again, getting you know, way back to the the conversation here. That that translates to what events you look to do with, who do you look to partner, what influencers are you looking to align with your brand, what conversations do you want to have with your you know, your potential customers or your existing customers or whatever it may be. You know, it does take a, a long look and a long strategy and a and a you know, just a bigger frame of reference um, to build something that is very authentic, not just for the word, right? I think everybody throws that word authentic around probably way too much, but when it's done yeah. right, man, it's awesome. When it's done right, it's really yeah. amazing and it's really powerful. Yeah, I I throw that word around, and I, I think I will, it's a word that I I do also use a lot, um, and it's a word that I don't think I'll be walking away from anytime soon. There's nothing else. There's no other word to replace it with. There is no there's no other word, and honestly, even more importantly, it's like we live in a world that is very much living its life online. Right. And the stories that we see online are not necessarily the complete picture of reality. Right. So when I use this word of authenticity, it's very much about being yourself and being rooted in something that comes natural to you. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. All right. So tell me what's next in terms of food and, and culture and culinary for Remy. Like what are the things that you guys are looking at other than other than mm-hmm. we doing a partnership with Forge June? See how I throw that in there, by the way? So I just toss that yes. in there like that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 
I mean, I, what, I, I can't say a lot there because obviously we're, we're working on a few things, right? right? But what I, I think um, I can say is that, you know, we're, we're a luxury brand. So obviously for, for Remy, it's um, important that our consumer always see us as such. So when right. we look to partner and have certain activations, the story that we tell on that lens that we tell is always through that luxury lens, right? And and luxury meaning treating yourself well. You know, that that's right. the the ultimate way to treat yourself well. Um and and I think that's, you know, a lot of what you will see from us moving down the pipeline. Okay. More of what you will see from us. So let me ask a better question that's not as pointed to you guys. What are you seeing out there, you know, from an event, property new media, um, whatever it may be that's touching food and culture and drink and spirits. Like, are you seeing anything really cool out there right now? Um, I feel like when I'm looking at the industry right now, there is something happening. I just, I haven't, I don't think I've necessarily pinpointed what it is as of yet. Right. But it seems to be, it seems to be almost like a, like there's a movement coming, but it hasn't quite happened yet. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. And 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 I think to just get a little bit more specific and granular and sort of how I'm noticing that is that I think we're very much heavily into experiences right now, right? And the culinary world is trying to mix what the food experience looks like when you're traveling or when you are having some sort of other experience, that food is sort of that red thread that you're having during that experience. And and then it's like the, the, the great reveal, right? So there's this, there's this um, thing that has happened already and that is very much focused on, which is how are you, how are you, how are you serving your food, right? The ritual on how you're serving your food. So it's it's sort of like in that space, and I'm trying to explain it because I, I don't really believe that it's tangible yet. I believe that within that space of experiences and sort of that great reveal of food or that key moment that everyone's always looking for to post on Instagram, it's within that moment that, <clears throat> excuse me, within that moment that 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 there's a movement coming. Yeah, and I would say that that movement is around. I and I'm just prophesizing here. I don't know that this is actually true, but I feel like that movement will be more around home entertaining and really getting people more together in more in more sort of natural ways and natural environments. I hope so. I, that's just my. Yeah, that's just that's just my experience. That's just my sort of prophesizing. I don't know that that's actually true, yeah. um, but I eat out a lot. You know that, um, and I think it's sort of like what what I see is like people people want to get together. People want to be connected. I just think we may have lost how we get connected for a little while. We don't really know how to get back to that, and we're looking to figure out how we get back to that. I think we're lazy as shit as well, as 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 a as a as a as a a group of people. I think the human beings, and maybe it's just Americans. I don't know. Maybe Europeans and uh, other folks overseas are not. I think we're lazy as shit. I think we've gotten to this culture of 
uh, of convenience where you can, you know, again, you can get anything delivered to your door at any point in time. You know, you can get a, a car on a snap of a finger. I think we got lazy, right? I, and I, and I yeah. hope that that doesn't translate to people not eating out at restaurants. I hope it doesn't translate to people not wanting to, you know, cook for family, cook for friends, create a cocktail party, gather people up because eh, it's just too much of a pain in the ass. I hope. I, listen, I think you're. I, I hope don't you're think right. so. I, I have, yeah, I have much more faith in, in humanity. <laughs> um, and I, and and yes, there is. I think a certain level of I want it now, and it needs to be delivered and wrapped up in a bow. But then right. I also think that people realize when they ask for that, that eventually they're not exactly getting what they want, which is, you know taking an experience, let's say for lack of another example in the moment, an experience that Mark is going to, to give at Forge is not an experience that you can deliver in a box. It's right. also not an experience that every um, client that you would deliver that box to would be able to actually um, uh, recreate at home. And then there's those people who just don't want to recreate it because yeah, there's something very special about having Mark come to your home and create a culinary experience the likes of which you've never experienced before. And you probably never will again, you know? And so it's, it's, there's something there. Um, and I think the travel world is kind of pinpointing that, you know, where people are trying to create these authentic experiences elsewhere other than where they are right now. Um, and that's, and that's sort of that longing within humanity to really get connected. It's the longing with, and, and just forget about humanity, I'll just talk about us here in the U.S. where we do want to be more connected. Um, there are a lot of food groups online. There are a lot of, um, just on Facebook alone, there's a lot of food groups you can join. There are a lot of travel groups. And within the travel groups, there's food groups, you know. And so right. I feel like people are trying to be more connected. It's just that we're trying to figure out the best way to do that where you don't have to give up, you know, so much of yourself. In, in that, where it now becomes a full-time job. A right. lot of people are not interested in, in being chefs. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Agreed. A lot of people are not interested in, be, in being like a, a blue apron or, you know, they're, they're just not interested in, in yep. that. Yep. Um, and also, a lot of people wouldn't even know how to boil spaghetti. So at the end of the day, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna need some people. That's a whole other issue for a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, David. It's all—it's always awesome to hear your voice. It's always awesome to have a conversation with you, and, and uh, I can't thank you enough for for coming on with me today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for all having right. me. Really all appreciate right. it. All right, that was my conversation with Naima Leonard of Remy Martin. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, if you want more information on culinary marketing or the Connect Group, you can visit theconnectgrp.com. Or shoot me an email at lsuite at theconnectgrp.com. As always, keep checking back to the podcast. We're going to be putting up a new episode every other week. Uh, Hope you enjoy and uh, stay food connected.